0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America, NA Member FDSE.
2: Hi, I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishkun. Every Tuesday we trial a different self-care practice and report back to you on the results. And on Friday,
1: we're back in the studio to explore more of the world of wellness with the latest news, interviews,
2: emails from our wonderful listeners and the Self-Care Book Club. Welcome back to Self-Care Club. Wellness road tested, the epilogue show
1: hi welcome to friday's epilogue show and today we are taking a deeper dive into this week's practice of joy
2: i called you up and you just started (laughs) singing good tidings of comfort and joy Comfort comfort and joy
1: and does everyone have the ability to reach joy in that case if everyone can learn it
0: yeah, absolutely. It's about making choices. I think the first thing that I do when I do work with people around happiness, the first thing that I do is, is what I call the awareness piece. And it's the accepting that we have a choice and that we can make changes. Mm. Because I think some people just think, well, it's just the way I am. It's the way, you know, I've been yes. given a bad lot of circumstances. Things have happened to me that I can't explain and I can't have happiness like you do. But actually, that happiness doesn't have to come from, you know, first of all, what we need to think about is what is happiness? What is joy? I think joy is a byproduct of happiness. I think joy is a state that you cannot have unless you experience happiness. It's almost like, you know, the, the pure joy. That's how I experience joy. When I think of happiness, what I see is, you know, happiness is derived from the word, from the Greek word, good life. It's, a, it's not, you know, running off into the fields, you know, in, in full of happiness, which of course would be lovely, but that's <laughs> what it's like. Happiness to me is around contentment. Yeah. 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 It's around yeah. life satisfaction. Yeah. And being able to cope with things because obviously the, the happier we are from within, the more, the harder it is for the outside world to then put us out of kilts, so to speak.
1: So Lauren, how have you been feeling since we did our week of Choosing Joy? I have to tell you Mm. still
2: quite joyful oh good what can you can you put that down to something Uh, ever since we put up the Christmas tree with all the George Michael business what what do you mean George Michael business (laughs) what's that mean (laughs) I mean we we played the George Michael music while we decorated the tree. I don't mean we like went to. Eat. Well, I mean it could mean a number of Which things. Family trip to the <laughs> heat
1: <laughs> and did a George Michael. <laughs> Merry Christmas,
2: boys! I think the boys would get a bit of an f- unpleasant fright if they found me in the bushes. In the <laughs> Ooh,
1: no! So specifically, Sorry, specific. you played George Michael music whilst erecting the tree. Sorry, I had to.
2: Yes, we did.
1: Okay. How has um, that
2: played into the
1: joy in your
2: house? All I can tell you is yeah. it has been a continuous, quite nice atmosphere in the house. Oh, that's nice. You think it was the starting point
1: was putting up the tree together? I actually do.
2: And I also think that when I looked at it in the round, yes. I felt like maybe it is mothers who are the emotional barometer of the household. What a lovely way of putting it. And if
1: mummy, if that. mummy is feeling,
2: yeah. you know, happy, yeah. everyone else is feeling happy.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I do agree with do that. Do you think that's I, true? I do agree with that. I have noticed that very much in my household.
2: Hmm. I was just going to say that children, especially when you think about a baby or very young children, they seem to just have joy, fall into joy very seamlessly. You tickle a baby, they, they laugh. At what point does does it stop at what point do you stop just naturally expressing joy
0: well do you know what i don't know if there is a specific age or actually some research into this interestingly but what i do know well my take on it i'm sure there's many reasons my take on it there's two things there's a process in neuroscience called pruning have you ever heard of that no, no. So basically, when we're born, okay, we're all born with a blank mind map, all right? We have 100 billion neurons. The brain is the only organ that we're born with that is not fully developed, okay? okay. And so it takes, I think, they say until five or six years for your brain to fully develop. And how it develops is we have experiences. And our experiences shape the way that we perceive the world. Mm-hmm. And we create Pathways almost a way for us to frame our world, to project, our, to project what we're seeing. So, you know, like the old school projectors yes. that we used to have at school, I'm sure my age now, and you used to slide the <laughs> song on top yes. and you'd sing, you know, the assembly song and it would project onto the walls. Yes. Yep. Can you imagine we're all walking around like this, right? So in neuroscience, what this is, we create pathways. What we put in is what we're projecting, physically projecting out and what we see. And so, as children, we are experiencing the world in such a joyful way. Okay, we've got yeah. nothing else, no context within it to spoil the first. Because that's the other thing is we're experiencing the first of everything, uh, the first love, yes. the first, you know, the yes. first, the first love of your mother and father the first holiday. Do you know how excited mm. they get when you go on holiday? Or yes. yes. well, the first time they read, the, the first, first time snow. they can put a word
1: yeah. together, dog, yeah. and they're I mean, excited. First. And now, obviously, yeah. we don't get excited about reading the
2: word dog. First visit to the zoo, well, first time no. you see snow. yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And,
0: and what happens is, going back to the pruning, when you hit teenage years, the dreaded teenage years, your brain begins to prune away these first experiences and be replaced by the things that we repeat more of. So... We school, the pressure that we put on our teenagers and, you know, the expectations and the comparisons and all this sort of stuff that they've gone on for themselves. They kind of lose that joy and then replace it with all the other things to worry about. And that's interesting
1: Mm. because they're then replacing it or we're then replacing it with other learnt behaviours, but ones that aren't quite as nourishing for us.
2: Yeah. How has your week since the week of practising joy been?
1: Um, Well, we've got a puppy yes
2: you did
1: so you know that piece that we put in the main show about try and do something out of the ordinary to bring in joy there were the everyday joys weren't there and then they were sort of the extraordinary joys yes whether that's go to a museum or do something that you don't always do Mm -hmm. to fill up that quota of joy well yeah ours was the puppy this um, week.
2: How much joy has she brought?
1: I mean, she's a little dolly face.
2: She is a... Pro- <laughs> that is it. She is a dolly she's face. She's a dolly.
1: That's why I wanted yeah. to call her dolly. I know. But they didn't want to. Anyway, so her is Miley. She's divine. She has disrupted the entire house. She's as big as my hand. I cannot believe they're this disrupted. So there's lots of joy in my life right now. Oh. Yeah. So that's unusual. Yeah. But of course, that's played into the joy. Um... Have I noticed pre-Miley? Have I noticed my mood any different? I I think you have to be conscious of it all the time. Yes. Don't you? Yes. It doesn't like run in the background. It has to be conscious all the time.
2: Yeah. Well, As you said on the show, if you're having a difficult moment or a moment of unpleasantness, grumpiness, whatever, you have to pick joy. You have to find or find something better in that moment. Yes. The, The next best feeling thought. Yeah.
1: But then going back to something you said, ago, the choices that you were talking about earlier, that that is a choice. We have both chosen or maybe all three of us here have chosen to find the beauty in the ordinary because that's how we want to think. That's how we want to experience life. But other people take the choice to actually see that as difficult, mundane, anxiety led, all the things that can be negative. But we are choosing to see the beauty.
0: But the difference is, is that you have an awareness that some people don't. You are aware That's, that yeah. the choices you make help you to feel more balanced and happier. I believe that a lot of people underestimate. I think a lot of people have the mindset that this is the way it is. Yeah. We are the way we are. Yeah. What's the point? Do you yeah. think, I think not, you
2: know, sorry, it's fine. Do you think people fear feeling joyful?
0: I don't think people fear feeling joyful. Um, I think people might put it on a pedestal, or something that they can't attain. Right. But I, I think what they do is they put barriers—physical yes. or emotional barriers—in their way, so the path to joy comes across as very difficult. When actually it's the little changes, it's the small habitual, because by humans, we are habitual by nature. It's the small changes. Mm. You know, we didn't be, you don't become who you are overnight. You have experiences that change and form the you now. And so if you flip that into a positive and you begin to do small positive changes, really small things, you will become happier over time. But people don't understand they think they're stuck. They don't it's the newer science that you can create. You can physically change the pathways yes. in your brain. Yeah. You can physically change the way your brain is made up.
1: Um, have you done anything joyful since the week ended?
2: I haven't done anything specifically joyful, but now the house is decorated. Yeah. I just love your house it. looks beautiful, by the way. Thank you. I just I do love a bit of Christmas. I, yeah. I generally it feels quite cheery. Even good. though that's this is great. a weird and difficult Christmas, I still feel like comfortable and happy at home. The house feels nice. Yeah. And so you feel good, good to yourself?
1: Yeah. Okay, that's great. Because listen, we just got the news that we're going into tier three again. I know. So there's a lot of default. We could default straight into sort of being fed up and frustrated. So I think it's fantastic that you're still feeling joyful.
2: Well, I, I think it was probably a good week to pick. Is it something you're going to keep doing? definitely and you <laughs> of course no, we're I'm going co- to pick <laughs> anger and uh, misery <laughs> I feel like we've just stepped into that film what was that film called that Pixar film <laughs> where, where there all the emotions when you are got joy sadness yes. what's it called I can't remember but I know the one you oh, mean god
1: I need to remember that
2: do you know though that there is such thing as a joy a joy strategist go on so there's this 50 year old New Yorker. Her name is Grace Harry. Yeah. She specializes with reconnecting. Inside out. Sorry. Oh, yeah, that's the Well done. I am listening. Well it's just, done. You know. Well done. That Thanks. is the film. Go on. She specializes with reconnecting people with their inner child. This woman, okay. Right. A, but that might not be joyful. Well, the point is she's a joy strategist, so she finds the joy. Her clients include Jay-Z and Lauren Hill. She has the most enormous Instagram following. Does order. she? Yes. And she prescribes indulging in childhood activities, including hula hooping and trampolining. Oh, I see what you mean by inner child. Now, okay. I have concluded mm. two things from Grace Harry's joy strategy. Mm. One she is a woman who is childless or two, she is a woman with an unfeasibly strong pelvic floor. (laughs) Or maybe both. Why would you assume she's childless? Well, uh, I... Sorry, aren't children supposed to bring the most amount of joy? No, not related to the joy, related to hula hooping and trampolining. Two things that are quite hard to do after childbirth. Oh, I'm with you! got you she could have had cesareans
1: oh yeah I didn't factor that in you're the fucking doula come on Jesus we're rubbing off on each other you're going to tell me how to do a bob in a minute yeah I am Yeah,
2: you just need to cut asymmetrically both
1: that's not what you do that's actually not what you do okay all right. I don't know I'm one step ahead so okay so she's got no children she's got strong pelvic floors that's how she can be good at her job
2: well, that's how she can be a joy strategist. A joy strategist. <sighs> Actual
1: job. That sounds like a fantastic job. Like Gaynor, who yes. came on last week, yes. and she's the chief happiness officer. I actually the spoke. Best. I spoke, I spoke to her on the phone, and I said that is just the best title. And I've been trying to come up with one since. Have you come up with one for me?
2: Uh, uh, can I go with As chief
1: a... jumpsuit officer? <laughs> <laughs> I am wearing it. A... I have worn a few jumpsuits the yeah. last few weeks. I've been in the studio. Yeah, yeah. You've seen them all now. On that note, happiness expert Gaina Murphy has very kindly agreed to come back onto the show and tell us a bit more about Joy and answer some more of our questions. And this is what she had to say.
0: If, if you want to instantly step into Joy. Yes, please. please look <laughs> you, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> like right now, let's do it. If I have some music, I would help you. The senses, music. Mm. Music, yeah. You yeah. can hear a song. How many times do you know? You can hear a song. I'm not going to sing for you right now, even though I'm dying to. (laughs) Hear a song and it takes you right back to a memory. Yes. The time. And actually, the emotion of happiness and joy, it's not physical. It becomes physical. Our emotions start in our brain. And our brain will, oh, remember this. Yeah. And then it manifests itself in our body and then our body creates serotonin, which is a happy hormone, and we feel all happy. Yeah. You hear one of your favorite songs and in two minutes, I guarantee you, you will yes. instantly feel yes. joy and happiness. Love that. And people lose, they do not lose the importance of music. And it's not just music, it's the smell of a food or you know, looking at photographs. I often sit with my children if we, we're sort of on a weekend and we watch videos of them as children, and it is such they a love fun that. thing to do. They yeah. love it. Yeah. I love it. Such a fun thing to do. Um, you know, there's the other thing. So that's your instinct. So there's the
1: senses. So really tap into your senses as much as you can.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, and you know, because uh, you know, meditation works for some people. If you're not into meditation and finding your present, whatever then go and look back at the memory and re, really relive that feeling of joy. The other thing that people need to do, and this is such a big issue, is they need to check in and have a word with themselves and the way that they're speaking to themselves. Yep. Mm, yep. They speak to themselves. And you Honestly, the, the thought, do you know that the, the part of your brain that you think is the same part of your brain as you speak? Just think about that for a minute, right? Your brain doesn't know the difference between what you're actually seeing and what you're actually thinking. Okay. Now, that's quite scary because if you think about, even, you know, I'll admit, you, you sometimes, you're the meanest. If I was my own friend, I would be dumping me. I mean, <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> the things that you say to
0: yourself on a daily basis. Yeah. But that is as good. The, your thoughts are so powerful. Yes. They are so powerful. I can't express this enough. Change your thoughts, practice gratitude, be thankful for yourself, give yourself some daily affirmations, these are studied, these are studied, people think, well, I'm just going to sit and write three three things I'm grateful for, my life's going to change. Yeah, yeah. we, really we well did that. We you. did that week <laughs> and it did. And it bloody well it does. It really did a, make a huge difference. Your, your attitude changes, which means your behaviour changes and your behaviour changes, your welcome changes, your experience change and that projection frame that you're living within becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. And I can't express enough how important it is that you just try it. What have you got to lose? Now
2: let's get on to our favourite bit of yes. the show. Listener feedback.
1: So we had an email in from Sarah Swain
2: from yes. Maidenhead. And Sarah
1: said, I thought this was so beautiful. I think the problem comes when we think of joy or happiness as something that we need to find instead of realising that we already have it. <gasps> oh, Yeah, this was that was my favourite comment. I out love of, that. Isn't that beautiful?
2: Yeah.
1: Um, And do you think that's true as well? Do you agree with that sentiment? Yes. Yes. Do you? It, Yes, I don't think it's something we need to go in search of. I think it's something that we need to find within us.
2: And also, maybe it's more a case of trying to rid ourselves or deal with the things that are robbing us of our joy. Yes. Like pushing it aside to unearth it, like digging up a treasure. Yes. And I think that
1: is exactly about letting go of toxic thoughts or toxic behaviours that just don't serve you so that you can uncover that happy place and that joyful place within you, because we do all have it. Yeah, Every baby is born joyful and innocent, aren't they? Yeah. So it's just learned behaviour. I asked on Instagram, um, what brings you joy in the everyday? Mm-hmm. I had the most enormous response. One of the biggest responses I've ever had. Yeah. I know, which says a lot in itself, doesn't it? That people are very much interested in the subject of joy. Yes. And they're very curious about how to get joy. Because I think it's the one thing that we that binds us all together. It's the one thing we're all striving for, to be happier. Yep. I mean, your version of happy and my version of happy could be, would be different yep. of what brings us happiness. But we all want to get to the same place. Absolutely. So the answers were so beautiful of what people find joy in in the everyday. Yeah. It was things like walking in nature, grabbing a Starbucks, time on my own. Working out, reading, picking my kid up from school. And it went on and on and on. And what I think they all had in common is that they were ordinary. Yeah. They were all reachable and ordinary in the everyday. And that just really touched me.
2: So maybe it is just a question of actually noticing those everyday things that, that bring you joy. Yes. In your average day without feeling like I I can only find joy if I'm sitting on a beach in the Maldives. Yes, yes.
1: Yes, because we have to reach for that now because no, because one, no, one's, going, <laughs> no one's going to the Maldives. No. Well, I'm not. Some people are. Well, <laughs> but I'm not. But, you know, this this is a very difficult time. It's a very frustrating time and it feel, everything feels very boring and dreary. And if yeah. we focus on the boredom and the dreariness, we're going to feel those two things. Absolutely. We have to find the joy. Yeah. And it's always there. That's what this week has shown me is that there is joy everywhere. You just have to look a little bit harder. What about you?
2: I didn't get any emails, Nicole.
1: No, but what did you take away from this week?
2: <laughs> you do get the emails. Are you just trying to make me feel bad? Are you just trying to take away my joy?
1: By the way, <laughs> it comes to both of us. I know. Yeah, it's just I pick it up.
2: <laughs> what did you want to ask me? Uh, what What are you taking away from this week of practicing joy? I'm taking away from it that, yes, like you say, you need to just uh, you don't have to get up in the morning and think "Okay, where am I going to find the joy this morning yeah. just just observe just notice just find that moment yes you pick up your child from school they beam at you they give you a kiss and that is a lovely little moment of joy yes. it doesn't have to be spectacular and when you find it hold on to it yeah and try not to go back down the rabbit hole to the dark place yes I love because that. exactly as you said joy breeds joy yes and when you're up and you're happy and you're spreading that the other person's happy and they're spreading that and then they spread it onwards. And so it just creates, uh, just it's just nicer for everybody. Yeah, it's the ripple effect. Yeah, it's the absolutely. Effect. So that is our week in full. Thank you for being in touch. Please keep your messages coming in to tell us your thoughts and experiences on the week's practice and any other practices you'd like us to try. You can email us at hello at the selfcareclub.co.uk or find us on Instagram at selfcareclub pod we're going to take a short break we'll be back here in a minute for our wellness newsflash
1: this week we are sponsored by notion
2: why do we love notion because it brings our ideas to life it's like having access to tomorrow's tools today by combining all our research scripts and notes into one simple space with the added power of ai built right inside not a separate ai tool or browser tab
1: Try Notion for free when you go to Notion.com slash self care club.
2: That's all lowercase letters, Notion.com slash self care club, and start turning ideas into action. And when you use our link, you're supporting our show.
1: Notion.com slash self care club.
2: This, this week, week.
1: on Stakhanov. Between the Lines with Melissa Reddy releases a brand new episode exploring the hot topic of head injuries in football. As well as exploring the sports link with dementia with neuropathologist Dr. Willie Stewart, Melissa spoke to ex-Tottenham star Ryan Mason, who was forced to retire after a devastating head injury aged 26.
0: I couldn't look at light. I was sleeping for like 20 hours a day. I couldn't really hold a conversation. Um, Like I say, when when the brain gets an injury, the body almost just instinctively responds and it it almost just shuts everything else down. Down. meanwhile self-care club wellness
1: road tested have launched a brand new epilogue show join lauren and nicole every friday where they'll be hearing about your experiences talking to the experts and reading the very best wellness literature in the self-care book club i think it's a totally life-changing book for sisterhood and womankind it's revolutionary in how to adopt self-love and live for who you are Search Between the Lines and Self-Care Club on your favourite podcast player.
0: All that that and and more more. at Sukarnov. Wellness News Flash.
2: This week's Wellness News Flash comes from the Sydney Herald and it is especially... You, because I haven't heard this. I don't know what you're about to tell me. You've been very secretive about this wellness news flash. Well, it was special for you because you're a new mummy to a new puppy. Oh, okay. It's actually about dogs. Is it? Is yeah. it about feeling complete dishevelled after being kept up all night? No, no, it's not. <laughs> I shall read it to you. As humans, we're increasingly taking care of our health and well-being in holistic ways. And now it's the same when it comes to our dog. Subsequently, a growing market of pet treatments, therapies and supplements are now available, meaning our pampered pooches have never had it so good. They haven't. They're basically humanised. Dog owners consider their dogs as members of their family, yes. says vet Dr. Trish Santos-Smith. This phenomenon has been called the rise of the fur baby and people are spending <laughs> much more money on health care, diet, doggy daycare and other services such as grooming. Dr. Santos-Smith notes that while the well-being industry for dogs is growing as a whole, there are some trends that are proving to be a howling success. <laughs> Let's have a look at a few of them. Number one, yes, probiotics. For dogs? For dogs? Can't even get my husband to take them. Research has shown that the benefits of probiotics for improving and maintaining gut health is great, so it makes sense that they can be just as beneficial to dogs. An imbalance of good and bad bacteria can occur in the gut, which can cause diarrhoea, explains vet Santos Smith. (laughs) Probiotics help to balance this out and feed the good bacteria. We could give the dog kombucha. Kombucha! Kombucha! Please don't give the. Puppy I'm not kombucha. going to, but that's also good for the gut, isn't it? It is, but the <laughs> skincare.
1: Oh, you're joking!
2: Just like us, dogs can be affected by a number of skin conditions, most commonly itching and dry skin. But a growing number of solutions are on hand to help. There's a big market in natural shampoos and conditioners to help keep dog skin moisturised and healthy.
1: <sighs> oh my god! And wait
2: for it, dog multivitamins are similarly increasing in popularity with ingredients such as chia seeds, flaxseed and biotin supporting healthy skin, a shiny coat and strong nails. <laughs> chia seeds? Are you my- giving Miley chia seeds?
1: <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Do you know what this makes me think? What? This is actually putting me into panic. Why? Because I find it difficult enough to feed myself chia seeds and look after my skin and you know all of that shit that we have to we've made a whole fucking show on it that it's actually become a full-time job that's why we've got this show and now we not only have to look after ourselves we have to look after our pooches in the same way like i just don't need to add this to my mental load i
2: think that she could just be an extension of the self-care club oh you know we can just take care of all her. What about her mental health? Have you thought about Miley's mental health? You've got to be kidding me. I am it, that is not, not in the article. Yes, it is. Dog behaviorist Lara Shannon is seeing growing numbers of pet parents seeking help for dog emotional issues. Most common ones are fear-based aggression, barking, anxiety, and destructive behavior like chewing and digging. We did speak to a trainer. Yeah. And he said that
1: because there's been such a rise in puppies yes. due to lockdown, yeah. there's a lot of the lockdown puppies have got so much anxiety about being left alone because they haven't been
2: separation anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. I actually think that's not just puppies. I think that's dogs. Because, Does has that happen with your dog? Well, I haven't tested the theory because we're both still, still working from home. Yeah. Yeah. But he does want to be very near to us all the time. I wonder
1: if that's a thing in people, like if some people have now got a little bit of anxiety about going out because they've been at home so much. I'm sure they have.
2: I've noticed that my husband likes to be with me all the time. All the time. All the time. Does he phone you when you're not there? Well, I'm always there, but if I'm not there, yeah, you know he phones me. Yeah. He phones me while we're recording the podcast. Yeah,
1: often, every week every, actually.
2: Every week. <laughs> I'm still it's still Tuesday, I'm still I'm still recording the podcast. Yeah. I say, don't you get bored being around me? No. I miss you when you're not here. Is that what he says?
1: Yeah. Oh my God, that's so
2: cute. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, for him, not so much for you. Anyway, should we get on to our book club? Yes.
0: It's the book club.
1: Every week in Friday's epilogue show, we will be discussing our book recommendation of the month. And this month we are reading Untamed by Glennon.
2: Doyle so I've chosen a quote go for it this week from untamed in my 30s I learned that there is a type of pain in life that I want to feel it's the inevitable excruciating necessary pain of losing beautiful things trust dreams health animals relationships people this kind of pain is the price of love the cost of living a brave, open-hearted life, Mm. and I'll pay it. Mm. There is another kind of pain that comes not from losing beautiful things, but from never even trying for them. Mm.
1: I love that. Mm. Although, the piece about the type of pain that she wants to feel, Mm. I don't know if I want to feel it. I understand that it's a part of love. It's a part of being in relationship. It's just a part of life, Mm. isn't it? And it's that age old idea of not living with regrets. So she's saying you could live in the pain if I think this is what she's saying. And I'd like to hear your thoughts. She's saying the pain of possibly losing trust in someone or losing a relationship or something being taken away from you is the cost of living. That's part of living. But the pain of not trying or not doing the things that you want to do or being with the people that you really want to be with. That's just the pain of
2: regret. And that's unfathomable. Yeah. I'm thinking about a really, really creepy documentary I'm watching about a cult. But he did say something in it. The cult leader. I mean, my god, one shouldn't really be quoting from a cult leader. But he, <laughs> but here we but go. Here we go. But he said something about there is a version of hell, and the version of hell is dying and meeting the person who you were supposed to be. As, oh in, right? As in, right? As in, yeah. As in, meeting that person yeah. who did all the brave things, who took yeah. all those risks, yeah. who did everything they ever wanted to do, and you realizing that you were now dead and you hadn't done it, fulfilled it. So interesting. So you, you take from this quote that it's
1: about being brave. Yeah. It's about living a brave, open-hearted life, which is what she says. Yeah, and I'm, and I so see that. My initial thought was that it's about pain and how that's just in an. An inevitable part of living fully
2: it makes me think about you can't make an omelet without breaking some eggs
1: yeah yeah you can't
2: you can't but you can but you're never going to taste the bloody omelet well that that's what she's saying yes that there is pain in never trying for things that actually if you go through that pain barrier could bring you incredible joy and fulfillment and that's those are the lessons that you learn in your 30s, right? Because your 20s, you're kind of experimenting, figure everything out. And in your 30s, you're you you're living through stuff, right? And then in your 40s, you kind of become this more solid person.
1: I think in your 40s, you start to make peace with it. Mm. I think there's a lot of learning going on in your 30s. But in your 40s, you're like, yeah, it's all right. I'm good with that. I'm good with how that's shaped me because mm. this is who I am now. Mm. There's a much more... Um, Solidity in who I am in my 40s to who I was in my 30s. Mm. There's a lot more questions going on in your 30s. Well, that was my experience anyway. Mm. But you've always got to love and you've always got to live and engage in what life has to offer, regardless of the risk, because that risk is there whether you do it or you don't do it.
2: I'm, if I'm honest, I'm still, this is my second time going through this book. I, I still struggle a little with how she justifies the decisions that she makes go on they they are they are selfish to you know she well, makes for the people that haven't read the book yet she yeah. um she has
1: quite a difficult marriage in her first marriage and her and her husband decide to call it quits. She falls in love with a woman and is now married to that woman, a woman called Abby, and is living a very happy, fulfilled life. And she says it's the most fulfilled she's ever been. And she found her true self, her true voice and her true love.
2: Yeah, but she does take the active decision to leave that marriage. It is her decision in the end. Yes. Yes. And to break her family up. Yes. and
1: Well, let's not uh, skip over the fact that her husband had had multiple affairs.
2: He had. Mm. And they were in therapy to fix it. And maybe they couldn't. And maybe the whole thing had broken down. But she makes the active decision to break up her family. yes, And she justifies it throughout her book by saying things like, you know, it was better for the children to see me happy and fulfilled and blah, 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 blah. Some of it. Well, I think that's important. Some of it to me feels that she is over justifying it. I don't know. I'm not quite at peace with i'm not quite at peace with it my
1: best friend said the same i bought her the book Mm. and she said she felt that it was um a a very lost woman talking in this book Mm. i read it as a once lost woman and now she has found herself Mm. and is so empowered by who she is that she just wants to share her lessons and her journey with every other woman in the world because she wants every woman to feel the joy and happiness and fulfillment that she now experiences. And it has come at the cost of uh, pain and disappointing her family and living for yourself and showing up for yourself. You are always going to disappoint others.
2: That's the the bit that I struggle with. I think just for me, I would struggle to make selfish decisions to for my own happiness at the expense of others' happiness. And I know she says that now her children are living in this very happy household with her and Abby and they see a beautiful marriage and a beautiful relationship and what a relationship should look like and and happiness. And actually that is a wonderful lesson for her children and you can't disagree with that. Of no, course it is. I can't. Um if you sat those children down in 20 years time and said, would it have been better if she'd stayed with your father or is it great that she's so happy with Abby? What are your feelings on that? I don't know what their answer would be.
1: I think you can only do your best. You can only live for yourself and then hope that by role modelling how to live a happy life, that your kids take the best lessons from that. Listen, we're all going to fuck our kids up in all different ways, regardless of the choices that we make. But I, I do not and will not adhere to someone putting her needs and her wants and her desires and the loves of her life to the side in order for her children. I, I, that that doesn't make any sense to me. She needs to live her life to show her children how to live.
2: Which is exactly what she did.
1: And then in one part of the book, her son comes out to her and her ex-husband says to her, I don't even know if he would have had the bravery and the courage to do that had it not been for you, had it not been a, what you did. hmm So that might have given him the courage to lead his most authentic, beautiful life.
2: Maybe. Maybe. If you have read Untamed and you loved it or you loathed it or you're just on the fence about it, why not let us know? You can email us at hello at theselfcareclub.co.uk. We would love to hear from you. Or if you've got any recommendations of books that have changed your life and that you would like us to talk about, please get in touch. (music) And
1: now a little sneak peek into what we are doing on next week's show. Come on, let's hear it. We have designed a survival holiday toolkit for our self-care club listeners. We have enlisted the help of Kate Medlin, um, a wonderful therapist who has guided us into giving us strategies and tips in how to get through the holidays as seamlessly as possible. And we're going to be talking about it all next week
2: overeating overspending over worrying we can all get into a terrible mental state at a time of year when we are expected to be jolly so we're going to be discussing all the common issues that can come up for us over christmas and also giving practical advice about how you can help yourself cope
1: so that's next week thank you for listening to today's epilogue show we hope you're enjoying the epilogue shows please let us know how you're finding it Um, we will be back every Tuesday every Friday please feel free to be part of the conversation you can email us hello at theselfcareclub.co.uk and we will speak to you on Tuesday bye bye